This is Colin Moriarty from Sacred Symbols, a PlayStation podcast, the best PlayStation podcast on the entire internet. If you're looking for a different PlayStation podcast to listen to than mine, you probably want to listen to podcasts beyond. But if you need a PlayStation podcast even after that, then you're in the right place for PlayStation experience. Have yourselves a very good time. Welcome, once again, to the land of long-lived play where greatness is always waiting. Welcome to the PlayStation Experience. It is I, your boy, Dat Ninja Dev, and we're recording on a different date and time, a Tuesday. So we'll actually be a little more up-to-date than usual. Not really. And of course, yeah, not really. It is what it is. But as you can hear, I'm joined by my, my mellow man, Mr. Delvin Cox. How are you this afternoon? Yeah, it's afternoon for you, but it's like night yeah. for me, so it's <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> but I'm doing good. Are Are you awake? Yes, I am still awake. That's a good thing. He's uh, he's also not getting fired for screaming about not wearing a mask in Costco. That is a good point. Ooh, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. That other voice you hear is the Platinum Princess herself, Miss. Hey, Nicole Miller, how are you this evening or night or whatever you want to call it? Uh, I mean, it is night. I'm in the same time zone as Delvin. <laughs> uh, you know, eh, not 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 too hot, but, you know, I have air conditioning installed, so. Can't That's nice. I'll, Gotta also, have an AC. Also pretty close to that platinum on The Last of Us Part 2 already. I uh, need two weapon upgrades and five player upgrades. And then, boom, platinum's mine. Gonna have to do Sweet. that screenshot trick though, because I don't want no Abby in my platinum screenshot. Abby sucks. See, <laughs> that's a spoiler for me because I had no idea, you know, that was gonna be a thing that might happen. What? I don't know. I'm just talking. Abby's okay. great. She's awesome. No, her Abby Lev, sucks. Her and Lev, big gulps. Her and Lev are dope. No. Lev is good. <laughs> I, I, I like Lev. Lev's pretty cool. So. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what's everybody been playing? We all know that I'm still playing The Last of Us 2, so I'm not gonna even add on to that. Um, but what about you guys? Have you guys been playing anything else? I know you're both finished now, which is awesome. So, yeah. Delvin, any other games you've you've oh. dived into, or are you just kinda basking in the, I'm done with T-Lu Glow? Oh, I wrote notes for this week's episode, so. Oh. Cause I want to remember everything I was gonna say. Okay, the, I spent the week finishing up The Last of Us Part 2. That's the first thing I wanted to say. Overall, I love the game. I think it's an excellent continuation of The Last of Us story. And it's a pretty decent lead-in to a sequel. Because I think my mind thinks they're going to do a sequel. It just seems like it. That's not a spoiler. Yeah, it just seems like they have a franchise with the whole HBO thing coming up. It just seems like it's inevitable that they're going to do a sequel to this game. Mm Mm-hmm. Before we go any further, uh, we, we should point out, whether you like Abby or not, please don't send Laura Bailey or any of the dev team death threats, please. That is very true. And that's D- a very don't good be point. a terrible person. You can, well, you, can, you can not like a character for things they do, but please remember to separate the actor from the character. Yeah. And yeah, I wish I could say that goes without saying, but unfortunately, that's it, just Yeah, yeah. My thoughts on it so far, with in terms of that character, 
Uh, I'm not going to give any spoilers because I, I want to wait till Deb finishes to, so we can get like a full spoiler cast going and no, have I mean, a free floor competition. Anyways. Yeah, mm-hmm. speaking of which, we are, we will be going into spoiler mode later on in the show. That's, That's going to be our discussion of the week. But we will like, make sure we let you guys know before that happens. So if you don't want to hear that, you can stop. There you go. That's what I was but, trying uh, to point out, Delvin. <laughs> but yeah, I think. Well, I'll, just, I will save that for the spoiler cast when we start talking there about the is. game again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But either way, now the game I'm playing, now that I finished The Last of Us 2, is actually Iron Man VR. Nice. So far, I'm loving the experience. I'm on chapter three of the game, which is still early in the game. But what's surprising about this game so far is that there's still a lot of things you can learn and do in the game. Like one of the things I like about the game is that it's very customizable. You can customize suits and add different weapons on them and stuff. It gives you a really cool type of Iron Man experience. The flying is really responsive and the fighting works well. The fighting works better than I thought it would work, actually. You know, and I can't. It feels like you're an Iron Man, and, I, and nice. That's the best thing we can hope for. It's really cool. I haven't really had any problems with it. I haven't had anything that would like took me out of the experience. Like once you set up the that's the biggest problem. I think is just actually setting up the VR. <laughs> like once you get this <laughs> VR set up and stuff, and you're in the game, this is the perfect example of a game that why PSVR needs to be wireless. Like they need the, the next version of this PSVR needs to be wireless because it would be so much of a different experience if this whole thing was wireless and you could do the whole 360 turning and stuff like that. Because it's such a cool, interesting game. But there have been times where I've been turning and doing some of the moves and almost get tangled up on the cords because I get so much into it. But it's a super fun game. And if you have PSVR, I highly recommend for you to at least try out the demo for it to see if you like it. Nice. That's definitely one that I I look at. And I'm like, ooh, kind of want to play VR, but uh, it'll be down the road. But I'm glad you're enjoying it. Yeah, I don't I don't have VR, so yeah, you couldn't use it either because I don't have Iron six Man, feet. That's what I'm gonna say. Iron Man VR yeah. needs all six feet. Literally, my like I'm not taking the camera off my computer this week because it's a big hassle to put back. Literally, my entertainment stand is right there. Here's my bed. There's not even two feet between the TV and the entertainment stand. Like, Yeah. And this is one of the VR the games. Bed, so. You need all six feet. Alright. So. Oh, there you have it. What about you, Haley? Anything else you've been playing this week? Or just... Literally just The Last of Us. I, uh, I finished okay. collecting all the collectibles and the uh, workbenches today while playing as Ellie. Uh, and, you know... Uh, nice. We, uh, you know, I have upgrades and and weapon upgrades left for Abby, and that's it. So okay. when I when I get finally get that platinum, I'll have to try the screenshot trick. Which, for those who aren't aware, if you because sometimes unless you've turned it off, you guys know that when you get a trophy, it takes a screenshot of the game, right? So mm-hmm. for those who aren't aware of what the screenshot trick is, is that like if you've pre-captured an image. It doesn't matter what. Um, I captured an image of Ellie standing in front of a road work ahead sign so I can make a joke when I post it, right? Uh, if I actually get it to work properly, because sometimes it's too fast and it doesn't work, uh, you essentially have that image open once you pop that like final trophy to pop the the platinum. So like, 
because you'll get two trophies at once. And then as quick as you can, you double tap the PS button to go to that screenshot and capture the platinum over that image instead of the in-game image. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Gonna give it a try because I don't want Abby in my platinum image, so. Yeah, that's that's all beyond me. These these platinums and trophies and image capturing. <laughs> I hope it works out for you. I, I, I hope, hope it works you get too. the image that you want. So, yeah. Are you guys excited for anything post Tilu? Ghosts and Amalor. Uh, very excited yeah. that they announced that there's a new uh, expansion coming to that too. So. Yeah, that's crazy. That was just out that of the was... blue. That that Whoa. trailer today they released looked great too. Yeah, so. definitely one of my sleeper games that I'm excited for, and I probably will will get to it as soon as I'm done with Ghosts because that'll probably take me until that game comes out. To and then uh, you know, there's Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, the remaster, and there's Cyberpunk and. You know, Mafia Definitive Edition, which also got delayed to September, so September is apparently the new November. Yeah, I meant more like coming soon. I feel like that's still a ways I off. mean, September's pretty close. It's literally only a month and two days It's away. only July 7th. That feels like an eternity from now. Oh, 2020's months are like a year long. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, just going to say it again. Tired of fighting for my existence, and I'm sure you both are as well. So yeah, tell me about it. What about you, Devin? Anything you're excited for coming down the pipeline, like soon? Mm, no, <laughs> you're not excited for ghosts. What's wrong with you? I'm a little excited for it. I just want to see how it turns out. But oh, do you have more... it pre-ordered? I don't think I even do, do have a pre-order now that I think about it. I'm, I'm I definitely def- don't pre-order things until like a day before anyway. Oh, I've, so. I've had it pre-ordered for weeks. In fact, the theme I have on my PlayStation right now is uh, Jin standing in a field. That's cool. My my, pre- my theme is on the Iron Man theme, which is cool because it came with the game. But I think the only thing I'm really excited for when I really think about it is the PS5. Yeah. I'm just yeah. kind of just waiting for next gen now. It's like kind of like, okay, um, Cyberpunk it'd, it'd comes out. It'd be very out. nice be very nice if we could pre-order the ps5 that'd be nice yeah well we'll talk about pre-ordering a little bit later <laughs> oh yeah i saw that i saw your story i saw it earlier in the week oh god yeah yeah <laughs> careful what you wish for yeah all right well that's gonna wrap up that segment let's uh get into some questions <laughs> i don't know why so, I that at- stuck in my head at manbrain69 over on the Twitter, he has uh, two <laughs> questions. Yeah, manbrain69. Uh-huh. Great, great okay, Twitter okay. handle. It's uh, one, should I play The Last of Us 2 or AC Black Flag? Last of Us 2. Last yeah, of Us 2? I'm definitely going with Last of Us 2. Um, I mean, and the second part to that is, can you sing pirate shanties? I mean, no. I'm not I don't know if he's try. asking us or if he means like in the game. I. No. In the us. game, yes. Us, I'm not singing any pirate shanty because I don't know any pirate yeah, I'm shanties I'm also not going to gonna try because I sound like a dying cat. So. Well, I don't care. I'll try. Yo, ho, ho, in a bottle of rum. 16, what? 16 men on a dead man's chest. Something, something, something. Ho, uh, ho, ho. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, I mean, real real talk, it depends. Like, 
the definitive answer I would say is The Last of Us, but if you're not into those kind of games, then maybe go with Black Flag. Like they're two completely different styles. Like what you mean those type of games, Haley? Black. <laughs> I'm not even gonna dig the response. I know, <laughs> obviously. Um, Black Flag is an open world game, like and. I mean, sure, there's an, a little bit of an open-world section in Last of Us Part Two. That's not a spoiler. It's in the trailers. Um, but if you're not into, like, survival games, then I wouldn't recommend playing The Last of Us. But, you know, they're they're very hard to compare to each other, I would say. Because they're in completely different genres. I will put it this way, and this is my thought, because I play both games. So did I. The Last of Us, to me... Is a great story. It's tense. It's dark. I don't know if I would say it's fun. It's entertaining. I don't know if I would say like it's entertaining. I don't know if I'd say fun is the word to describe it. Well, I feel like Black Flag is a fun game that you can kind of goof off in and do stupid things and kind of just have fun with. It's like it's more open world. It's more silly. Whereas Last of Us, you're going in for that that harsh, dark story. That's super violent, super detailed, super graphic. So it depends on what you're looking for. If you're looking for something to play, have fun with, and just not care about a, a care in the world, play Black Flag. If you're looking for something that's going to give you a deep, engrossing story that you're going to be engaged in to, from start to finish, play Last of Us 2. So basically, if you want to be a pirate and engage in shenanigans, Black Flag. If you want to uh, be sad and depressed and... Um, Murder people unmercifully. Last uh, pro tip. Pro tip, by the way. Exploding arrows are where it's at. Very, very fun to use those. Oh, yeah. Uh, on, on New Game Plus, they are uh, very... Because I, I don't care about going in stealthy now that I'm playing on New Game Plus. They, I just turn the difficulty right down. Uh, it is very fun to watch people's guts just go all over the room. Like, it just paints the floor red. That's, that's dark. Uh, okay. It's great. I love it. <laughs> I completely forgot I even had exploding arrows. I, I know you're a stealth player. I know that's fine. It's so satisfying. Um, mm, that crossbow. Oof. I'm uh, I I will say the crossbow's pretty freaking good. I uh, did you put the scope on it first or? Of course, of course. It's a sniper weapon now. It's great. The uh, the scope was literally one of the upgrades I did just before we started recording. I, I literally oh, didn't the... use the scope at all last playthrough on oh, any man, of that on was any the of Abby's first thing weapons. I did. Any weapon that I have that there's upgrades, it's like, can I put a scope on it? Jesus. <laughs> I I hate. I will say, because uh, for those who played the first one and added, there was no bullet drop in Last of Us One. The fact that there's bullet drop in this one takes some getting used to. I love it. Oh, it's good. I'm just saying it takes getting used to. Alright, so uh, next question from Play Nintendo. He's got two questions. One is not terribly serious. He says, are are we ever going to discuss The Last of Us together talking to me? We will, eventually. We'll probably have a two-hour-long episode of nonsense of us going back and forth because I think we're both on two completely opposite sides of where we fall on this game, so... If you want to listen to me and Donnie rant for two hours or two episodes about The Last of Us 2, uh, maybe we'll make that happen. Let us know how you feel about that, and we'll see if we can make it come to fruition. The real question he's asking 
is have you guys seen the survey that's actually gone around um, from Nielsen um, suggesting that the PS5 could be $299, the digital version? And uh, what do you guys think about that possibility? Uh, As the great uh, Vince McMahon would say, no chance in hell. Uh, yeah. A, no. B, uh, even if it were to magically be two ninety nine, wouldn't be two ninety nine here. Well, yes, this is true. Canada well, sucks. Well, Canada doesn't count in this conversation. It's true. Oh, it, it counts it's in this conversation. Funny. It absolutely counts no. in this conversation. It counts. Does Canada count in any conversation? No. I mean, I don't know. How are you guys? Com- how, how's your COVID nineteen numbers looking? Oh, oh, right. We're winning. Right. We're winning. It's a oh, race. Yeah, right? We're trying to get the highest number. It's winning, uh-huh. right? That's something you want to. I don't know why we devolved into this. Because <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> Uh, yeah. it is it is funny uh I no have canada to laugh now so i don't cry later can, uh wow that uh that hit a little too close to home there dev <laughs> uh i mean canada counts in this conversation just because uh and you know i mean based on dev's delvin's story later uh you know uh whatever the prices in the states means it's going to be higher here and it's just uh Oh, I have a lot to say about my story later. I know. Yeah. One of the reasons why I wrote notes. <laughs> yeah, so I know. have you guys seen this survey? Uh, no. I haven't seen it yet. Okay, yeah. It's it, it's like completely random and it has like, there's no real like inkling. It's just Nielsen putting out questions and it's like random pricing questions. Oh, so How like would you Nielsen feel if ratings? there were 299? Yeah, it's Nielsen ratings. They don't really have any inside yeah. scoop. I don't think they're just, it's just a survey. Um, I really don't think it'll be two ninety nine. I think at the very least three ninety nine. So I don't think it's possible unless Sony is just like screw it, throw it out there. But I I I give that like a point oh one percent chance of happening. Let, let me ask the question. I remember that Xbox was talking about a thing where they would let you finance a system. Is that still a thing that they're doing? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is still and a thing. Yep. When the Series X comes out, you are able to switch in the One X you mm-hmm. financed for the Series X. Yep. That's really interesting. I wonder how that's going to work out. Well, I mean, you need a good credit rating to do that in the first place. So. But even I'm so, to say, Haley, you saying we got <laughs> black people credit? <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> Jesus, just throw me over the coals. Apparently, you uh, said it. <laughs> Just, I, I have bad credit. I was making a point about myself. I was no, just interested because I, I, I forgot myself. that was a thing. I completely forgot that was a thing. Yeah. It is a thing. They're still doing it. So. Yeah. I don't think 299 is is, is reality. So I'm not no. even going to pretend there's, that's a thing. There's no way. All right. So our final question comes from Takeda over on Discord. He poses the question. Do you think PS Now will add more needle-moving games, or at least permanently add all their first-party titles that are a year or more old once the PS5 launches? No. So we did see that, you know, PS Plus got some some nice hey, games. Hey, hey, don't it's in your story. It's, this is the perfect transition. It's the perfect transition. So we, we see that PS Now has some, some good launches, some, some titles coming out. And once the PS5 launches, I mean, does it really hurt them at all to really start putting some of their really, really, like, franchise titles in there? No, but the thing is, is that they don't promote PS Now now, except for once a month, they're like, hey, here's these games. 
Why would they suddenly start doing it when PS5 launches? Why not? Because it's the same problem as, like, hey, here's... Here's uh, Concrete Genie. We're just gonna send it out to die, though. Literally almost no marketing for that game. It's out there. Alright, it can die now. Like It doesn't mean that they can't ramp up. That can't be part of their marketing spiel. Like, they could start to really market PS Now with PS5 and start to push that in, like, kind of like a, you know, a thing that can go against Game Pass. Be like, hey, we have PS Now. It's got all these games. Day one PS5 launches, you subscribe to PS Now, you're going to have access to all of these big hitting PS4 games. On your PS5. On your PS5. Yeah. I mean, it could be a way to kind of usher in, hey, you've also got this entire gigantic library of PS4 hits, PS3 hits, uh, some PS2 games or whatnot, available day one on your PS5 with a subscription to PS Now. Like, it could be something they could do. Do I think Sony will do it? Probably not, because they're terrible at this kind of thing. But if they did, I think that would be give. It would just be great. It would be a really good leg up for PlayStation, something else for them to stand on, and something to go up against Game Pass. Have, sure, but it, have either of you it, ever searched the PS Now store? Yes. It sucks. I hate searching it, It's store. awful. It's, the app is awful. Uh, yeah, it definitely needs to be redone. It's categorized in the worst way possible, and games that don't fit the category you're searching for still show up in it. Yeah, I hate the way it functions. It would definitely need to be redone. But uh, I don't know if you've heard, Lucas is playing Spider-Man on it. He yeah, played The Last of Us on it, so he's enjoying it, and it, yeah. it works. I mean, I pay for if it. If they can redo it, it'd be much better. Because, again, sometimes I just want to go back and play Infamous 1 or Infamous 2 or, you know, I I guess Metro's on there, so I might pick it up after uh, Ghosts or whatnot, but, you know. They have some really solid games on there. Sure. I mean, like, really like, like um, Arkham Origins and things like that, mm-hmm. but they have some super trash games on there that, like, I'm... that are just, like, amazing how, why is, it, why is this even on here? Like, um, there's like a cricket game on there. There is a mm. game on there that is like, hey, you are fighting to stop vampires from taking over this, but the gameplay is not great, and neither is the story, and I feel bad for Troy Baker, because he is in that game, and it is bad. Yes. I mean, somebody liked it somewhere, I'm sure. Uh, so Again, it's it just about a having a library. So, somebody, your one star could be somebody's five star. It's not really about how good or how bad the game is. It's the fact that they have the library, that you have access to all of this stuff. Just like Game Pass. Like I'm not going to play 99% of the games on Game Pass, but they're there for those people who would like to enjoy that kind of stuff. You should play My so, Friend Pedro. My Friend Pedro is awesome, but oh, yeah. I have it on Switch. I'm not going to play it on I'm not gonna play it on, yes. on Game Pass. In fact, my Game Pass subscription lapsed. I, I'll renew it when Halo drops. <laughs> did, you, uh, <laughs> did you see that My Friend Pedro is getting a TV show? I did see that. <laughs> what? Fallout. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody has not listened to Prime this week. <laughs> I was in the middle no, of listening I, to uh, it. I'll be honest. I haven't listened to any podcasts this week. <laughs> I know yeah, about the Fallout. About they talked about. Uh, they were talking about Fallout. I heard that part. They talked about Fallout. They talked about my friend Pedro coming uh, to that. The the funny thing about the my friend Pedro TV show though is that it's like it's by some of the guys who did John Wick. I mean, huh. that makes sense. That you think about sense. the action. Yeah, the action of what you're doing in the game. Like, it hey, makes uh, sense. It works. Hey, Dev, is someone dying over there? That was my son. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's how kids sound. 
Yeah. Welcome to our lives. He's a four-year-old who has a lot of energy. So, yeah. So, anyways, as we're talking about PS Now, some cool games jumped in there. Haley, oh, yeah. you want to take that story? Yeah. Hell yeah. Please play Watch Dogs 2. Just no. seriously. Wow. Sir? Wow. <laughs> wow. How dare you, sir? Uh, honestly, I feel like this is in response to the fact that uh, this coming Sunday is the Ubisoft Forward. And uh, if you log into your Uplay account, uh, anytime after the pre-show starts for the Ubisoft Forward event, and before the main show ends, you can claim uh, Watch Dogs 2 for free on Uplay on the computer. And so I feel like this was added to PS Now as, you know, part of that. I because... think, yeah. Yeah, but I, say, I, I mean... Was, I think it was already in the, in the ring. I expected to come to Microsoft for free as well. It's already in Game Pass for Microsoft. It's in Game Pass? I'm pretty sure. I mean, I'm pretty sure... Maybe uh, maybe I just own it on Xbox. Uh, I I know yeah. that I can play it. Um, but you know, Watch Dogs Two is a fantastic game. Wrench is my favorite character in that game. Um, Marcus is pretty cool too. Um, but you've also got like, sorry, I have the article up here. Uh, if uh, like Street Fighter Five, Hello Neighbor, like they're adding new new games to PS Now all the time and it's just like they're not staying uh which doesn't make any sense like uh watch Dogs 2 is available until october 5th uh and that's the only one that has a date mm-hmm. so like i don't understand yeah they always do that with the date stuff like nothing ever just stays in, perpo- in like forever and i mean even with game pass games leave but nowhere near as soon as the games leave typically in ps now which is something else i think that they need to fix like they need to try and get rid of the fact that so many games leave so soon um and let stuff stay stay a little bit longer than they have been um but i mean those are those are some good games that are coming to the service uh maybe um lucas will give watchdogs to a second chance because apparently the first time we tried it it wasn't that great i mean uh (laughs) our friends over at mttg maybe router will actually take it out of the package I know, right? <laughs> Man, Watch Dogs 2 is a great game. It's so good. It's actually the only, like, I know there's only two so far, and, uh, you know, uh, Legion's supposed to come out at some point in the next yeah. couple of months. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, I have the Platinum for Watch Dogs 2, and it was so easy and attainable, and the multiplayer trophies for it weren't annoying, but also, like, I had a blast doing it, like... It, yeah, I played the so mess out of that cool. game. No yeah. platinum, because screw that. But I absolutely I, the DLC that game. for it was pretty cool too. Uh, you know, yeah, it's a good one. So if you have PS now and you haven't played Watch Dogs two, you should absolutely play that. Street Fighter Five is also good, although I feel like the latency from PS now with yeah. fighting games just. But you can download the Street Fighter Five to your console because it's a PS four game. Ah, uh, okay. Well, that helps because yeah. You, you can download any of the PS4 titles to your console, Watch Dogs 2 included, so you're not really dealing with latency if you download it. You can still stream them, but I don't know why you would do that if you could download it. I mean, if you're playing on PC. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you got any words there, Delvin? Because you were laughing the entire time we were talking there. I've said on this show how I feel about Watch Dogs 2. Not a fan. Mm. How dare Didn't I don't even it. understand. How dare you, Does not sir. compute. Does not compute at all, sir. Huh? You need to play it again. You need to try it again. Cause 
something is wrong. You need to play that game again because it's amazing. It's fantastic. Maybe at the end of the year I'll try to. I, I own it, so it's not like I can. Well, unless they took it out of my library because they are known for stealing stuff lately. But <laughs> I mean, but you, you it's could still just there. Go back to your library and install it again. Well, yeah, that one's not. That one hasn't been taken down. That I one still, I actually still have that installed. <laughs> I have that one still installed on my PlayStation. I don't know if it'll ever go away because it's it's just amazing. Oh, it's so fun, and the parkour is really good in that too. All right, so um, moving along, there was a uh, earlier this week, Shuhei Yoshida. He had a little blog post where they actually um debuted some new PlayStation Indies and their new PlayStation Indies initiative. Sure. Um, there were nine games revealed that were coming to PlayStation. Um, there's a Worms Rumble game, which is a real-time multiplayer action game. You've got Haven, which is a co-op adventure game. Cardo, a puzzle game. You've got a hacking-themed uh, platformer called Recompile. Um, Where the Heart Is, which is a little narrative adventure game. Um, and just a couple of other like little indie games. Did you guys see these? Because I know they were they were doing them like early in the morning. They just started releasing the trailers for each of these games. Did you guys see any Saturday, of them? Saturday, wasn't it? Uh, whatever day the first was. Okay, so that would have been last Wednesday. Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't. But you know what? I think this should have been a state of play. They could have done a state of play, but I think they wanted to do it where everything kind of got its own like air, as well as like bring it to the blog post as an initiative. I think it could have been, you know a state of play but i feel like it wouldn't have been a very long state of play and i think that's probably why they didn't do it because i feel like the last time they did like a state of play with the indies they got a lot of backlash because it was literally just trailers and nothing else uh, okay. so I this mean, and that's literally what this was it was basically them saying hey we have a new indies initiative and here are nine new games coming to the platform sure um but none of them were bug snacks so i don't care this is mostly PS4 games. There's a couple that are coming to PS5. I was just making a joke and an excuse <laughs> to say bug snacks. I mean, I'm sure some of them are cool, and I'll probably end up picking a couple of them up anyways. I just haven't looked at any of them. So. I know people yeah. are excited about worms. Yeah, I also, saw a lot of excitement for worms. On the uh, on the Indies thing, did you see that the one of the developers for bug snacks uh, accidentally revealed the game in 2014 by just tweeting out the word bug snacks? I did not see that. I saw that. I have zero interest in this Bucksnack shenanigans. <laughs> it's something. I, uh, <laughs> I love that something. everyone's editing the Bucksnack song into other video game trailers. Specifically, the Resident Evil 8 trailer now has Bucksnack's version, and it's uh, fantastic. Eesh, did not see that at all. <laughs> did you guys? But you guys didn't see any of these trailers for any of these games at all? I didn't. I saw just the reaction to all the games and stuff. I didn't see any of the trailers. Oh, no, in fact, I'm incorrect. I did see the trailer for Worms. Worms looks cool. Good job, PlayStation. You're effing up. You should have done something better where everybody would have known these, these, this was a thing. The only I game that I saw in there was Fist. It did look cool to me. I think it was I like was... Fist. platformer. Yeah. I think I was, like... Forge and Shadow Yeah, it's, it's action... Pla- it's called Fist. It's called Forge and Shadow Torch. It's like... It's an action platformer. Has like a diesel punk look or whatnot. Um, that is awful of the indies. Name. It's the only one that looks cool. Well, <laughs> yeah. I uh, what it reminds me of is like old school eighties cartoons. Like there was one called Masks. You know, um, what was the other one? There was another one where they had like a bunch of like all the characters would come together or whatnot. 
But that's what it reminds me of, because it's an acronym. I think I was dissociating on the first. Uh, well, that'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I really don't remember that day, except it was was not good. Yeah. Well, either way, it's cool to see them pick up this indie stuff and start yeah. to promote it a little bit more. Um, and it's good that Shuhei's behind it because he has always been kind of like driving that indie scene. So it's good to see them start this now and hopefully it continues and um, we'll get more indie games uh, closer to the launch of PS5 and we'll have a nice, well-rounded thing. So that'll be cool. All right, Delvin. Take us away, sir. All right. Video game developer Take-Two Interactive recently announced that NBA 2K21 for the PS5 and Microsoft Xbox Series X will come at a suggested retail price of $69.99 USD. The pre-order release information reveals a $10 price jump from the standard $59.99 for most AAA games. Now, there has been multiple conversations about the cost of video games going up. Whether it's Sean Layton talking about a price increase needs to happen because the price has been stagnant for so long or... Just it's been going on for so long. And my my thing about this is I looked at him like, okay, price is going up. Everybody keeps saying the reason price is going up because the price has been stagnant for so long. So I thought to myself, is that really a reason? Like is the is the fifty nine ninety nine price limit really hindering these games at this moment in time? So I, I figured let me go look up some profits of other companies and seeing how these companies are doing, seeing this is actually a thing. So in, tw- in 2019, Atlas Vision B- Blizzard, gross profit for 12 months ending in December 31st, 2019, was $4.39 billion. A 11.8 decline in year over year. Their profits was $4.39 billion. So my whole thing is this. And there's me- I got many more examples of that. My whole thing is this. This is not a situation where I'm fine with price increases, but don't try to make it seem like, oh, the industry is struggling. It's not, that's not what's happening at all. They, they figure they can get more money out of consumers because the whole thing, because the whole thing is, if you, if you really look at how things are going is, video games are more popular than they've ever been. Yeah. They're making, they're more profitable than they've ever been. And this whole thing is not because, well, the costs are rising and things like that. It's simply because they figure we can make more money off video games if we charge this amount as opposed to this amount, especially when you add the fact that most people are going digital. There's also another argument to be made here about this. I'm fine with the price increase in video games. That's fine. Granted, I pay $90 for most of them here anyways because, you know, uh, conversion's not great. Uh, but you don't get to claim that you're not making enough money on your games and throwing a price increase on there to claim all that value as the press release for this statement includes. Oh. When your game is filled to the brim with microtransaction nonsense and gotcha machines. Oh, I have more to add to that. And this is why I take a bridge who would take two interactive specifically doing this. For the last several years, People have been complaining about the quality of the NBA 2K series. Yeah. Not on like, I, I have examples of this. Like, NBA 2019, Metacritic score was a 78. No, 2020 was a 78. 
2019 was an 82. And 2018 was an 80%. And one of the reasons why these games have been constantly getting those scores, whereas before they used to range in the high 80s, 90s, is because when they come out, I play every year of 2K. They are buggy as I don't know what. And every time, every chance you try to play the game, they're asking for money. Like Michael transactions galore. And I, I think the fact of the matter is that you have a game. There's a slot is, machine in yeah. 2K20. Like, yeah. no. Get it out of there. And the fact that they're charging you more money, and they're not getting rid of the microtransactions, it kind of comes off to me as greed. And I, like I said, I don't have a problem with playing a price increase for games at all. That's not the problem at all. But my whole thing is this. If we're getting a price increase, I hope we're getting better quality of games. In terms of, I don't want to sit there and buy a 2K game and it's buggy as heck or have to wait for 10 passes to download for the game's playable. And 2K, 2K and Pacific has had problems with whether it's the 2K wrestling series or the 2K basketball series have been having a problem with putting out broken games. And it's really hard to justify continuing paying more money for these games if every year they're coming out broken. Yeah, yeah. So the question is, you used to have a problem with it being $69.99 for 2K. Would you pay $69.99 for The Last of Us or for Spider-Man or... Yes. Is it really just a game? Is it just the particular game that has you up in arms or is it the price? No. Because I can understand being upset about 2K, which has microtransactions galore and all kind of other things going on with it, and then charging $69. But I would have no issues paying $69 for like a Last of Us or something that I know is quality. I would have no problem playing that either. I don't have a problem with sixty nine ninety nine being the price point for for games. Period. I remember back in the day on Super Nintendo, like Chrono Trigger and Secret of Mana were seventy dollars for a Super Nintendo game. Yes. So this isn't the first time we've seen this price hike, and it it may very well be that it's just this particular game. I don't see Cyberpunk being sixty nine ninety nine. I imagine it'll be fifty nine ninety nine, and that's another one of those games where you get the free version, the free upgrade to the next gen console. So this is something that NBA 2K oh, is doing, but oh, I don't necessarily see it too, being but... something that's a standard across the board just yet. But if that were to happen, it wouldn't shock. That's another thing too, by the way. There is no upgrade version for this. You have to buy the PS5 version if you want to be able to play the PS4 copy. No, uh, oh, if... correction. There is an upgrade. You have mm-hmm. to buy the $100 Kobe Bryant edition to get both versions. Yeah. yeah. Which is insane. Which I don't, it's insane because the $100 Kobe Bryant edition is literally just a digital edition that comes with a bunch of tchotchkes. Now, it's not like you're getting a trophy or anything cool that you can It also kind of feels like they're profiting off of Kobe's death. I was going to say that. Like, it's, inappropriate as heck. It's not like they're adding anything onto it. It's just like, okay, you get a whole bunch of player points and stuff like that. You're essentially just paying for the upgrade to have both copies of the game. Yeah, it's kind of messed up. an issue all over again, where they have five face models and claim that the game is better every time. You guys want an in-depth look at that? Go look at Angry Joe because he rants about it every year. 
I cannot side with him on that at all because <laughs> the Madden games, there's always a lot of stuff that's different each year. If you actually play those games, there's enough different there that it's not just a roster. I will say this. So, the creative character gets worse every year. Most people don't play for the creative character, so I don't think I, that's a big deal. He probably I does. will say this. This would have been the perfect year for an NBA Live game to come out. And they say, you know what? Our game's fifty nine ninety nine. It would have been I a agree. perfect year for that. I love the NBA Live, the one, the two that they did. I love those. Give those me those felt like... I would love NBA Street. I've been saying that for years. Yeah. But NBA Live, they're the one mode I really enjoyed. Like that for me captured like the soul and essence of basketball for me. Um, much more than the two K series. And I haven't played a two K game since PS three, like early PS three. Like they just they never did it for me. So for me, like this is like I could care less. Like I'm not even paying this any attention. I wanna see what other games actually come out if they actually start upping the price for actual PS5 games. I want to see what happens with Cyberpunk. I want to see what happens with some of the larger marquee titles. This, to me, is I'm not even paying attention because I'm not buying NBA 2K21 to begin with. I mean, they can, you can kick you rocks. NBA 2K20 as part of PS Plus this month. So. Yep. And I, I, I'll add it to the library. I'll probably never download it and never play it. Yeah. Even though I miss basketball a great deal. I do, too. I really do. I, I love basketball. I miss it. But you're not gonna get me with the, haha. He go pay seventy dollars for NBA two K twenty twenty one. Here's our here's trash. a slot machine in our game. Have fun. Woo! <laughs> I am not with that at all. I feel like yeah, no, just it's it's taking advantage of the gamer because right now they're the only game in town. So if you want to play a basketball game on PS five that's current, you have to get NBA two K. And most people who have PS5s are probably going to buy this game. So it's going to sell pretty good regardless. But I got to wonder if you can pop in the PS4 version or they're just going to make that not work at all. That's a good point. Because both companies have said they're leaving it up to like, it's up to the actual developer of the game whether or not they want to support getting the upgraded version or not or giving that away so i'm just wondering if this is going to be one of those games that's not backwards compatible like you can't pop in the ps4 disc and play the ps4 version on the ps5 it'd be really interesting to see and i yeah. wonder if they end up walking this back like it'll be <laughs> vote with your wallets people if you don't like this don't buy it yeah it's that simple that's don't buy problem, it or just though. buy the ps4 version they're gonna buy it and it's gonna become the norm I mean, the vast majority of my friends that play NBA 2K saw the Mama Edition were like, I'm getting that because Kobe. So. Yeah. Which, again, kind of feels like they're just exploding his death, but, you know. I mean, that, that that would be anybody who dies and then you release a special edition. It's it's always exploitation. Even making an NBA game, you're exploiting the players and making a game by putting them on the cover or putting them in the game. You're paying them. You know, they get likeness for having the, the, the Players Association license, but in a way, it's still exploitation. This I, just throws a cover on there and kind of pulls at your heartstrings. I disagree, because the players get play, paid for their appearance. You, you don't think Kobe's getting something from this? I'm sure his wife is getting some kind of payment from this. It wouldn't shock me at all. I'm pretty sure they would. I personally, just as a Kobe fan, like, I want this because I love Kobe, and it's just another way of, like, saying, hey, I appreciate what you did, and I want to have this 
to show, you know, my appreciation for Kobe. Usually, when they have like these special editions, they usually have like a steel book or something else that comes with it. Mm-hmm. This one has nothing. It's just yeah. the cover. It's just the cover and a whole bunch of in-game content. If I'm correct, any of the sports games have ever had steelbooks. They've always been just more of a hardcover that encapsulates the actual the case. Like I remember, there was a Madden special edition that did that. There was an NBA 2K edition that special did that that had that had three different three different covers, and they were all basically inserts. I think uh, I have one of them. It'd be like when you buy special editions, they usually come with something. Like one of them I had came with like a locker or something like that. Mm-hmm. One of the 2K ones. They usually come with something in it besides, hey, here's this in-game currency. But that ain't the case no more. You just get a whole bunch of my player points. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's weird. But also remember, if you buy this the digital edition, the like the $100 edition, there's a high chance that the tile for the game on the xmb or whatever the ps5 uh dashboard is won't even have kobe on it so you just paid for nothing <laughs> now that would be nuts if you pay for the co- that would be legit nuts if you paid a hundred dollars for the kobe bryant edition and they don't at least change the tile for the system i mean that's crazy yeah you're right look though how, look at the tile tiles for half the playstation games you're right. You're absolutely right. They might like, just the tile for Saints Row is awful. It's literally just Saints Row instead of the actual cover image for the game. Because I have it's the Naruto games. Yeah. Like um, they they fixed it, but you know before they had it where you could buy either them in a collection or buy them separately. I bought them all separately before they had them in the collection, and they used to always have them, like on my X and B, as separate games. And then eventually, they just made them all one big file, essentially, because you have the game that you're talking about. That's it's like the, it's like a perfect example of this. And I know it's not a game that was ever out on the Xbox One or the PS4, but I mean, technically, you can play it on backwards compatibility for the Xbox One. I don't have this game on hand, but I do have this. Uh, good example. Uh, American Wasteland. This is not American Wasteland, obviously, but um, American Wasteland. The tile for that would show up as, like, American Wasteland written across a skateboard instead of the actual cover of the game, which looks cooler. And, I mean, The Last of Us does the same thing. The Last of Us Part Two's cover tile is literally just The Last of Us Part Two, Right? There's a good chance you pay for this digital edition, the Kobe Bryant, and all it says is NBA 2K21, like, across the the tile. There's there's a good chance Kobe Bryant's not even on the actual, like, tile for the game if you buy just the digital edition. That would kind of suck. Yeah. This is just one of those things where I just, I don't care, I guess. I, I mean, you don't care, but the people <laughs> who spend $100 on an edition of the game... For Kobe Bryant, they're probably going to care if it's a digital-only edition they're buying. I bet you they're not. If they're willing to spend the money on that, I don't think they care about the tile. That's just it. Like, if you read what you're paying for, and you're willing to shell out that money, you know what you're buying. Yeah. 
Doesn't so. matter because I'm not going to buy it anyways. So. Yeah, neither am I. <laughs> I was the only one who might have bought it, but they ain't finna get me. Yeah. I keep my seventy dollars in my pocket. I'm very, I'm very curious to see how many of my friends actually pony up and get it. I mean, I know one of my boys who actually like blogs for the Lakers and stuff. He's he's gonna buy it. He's like, I'm getting that day one. Like this, it's it's That's the mild awful. edition. That's awful. He loves Kobe. I, I, oh, I, I get it, I get it, but. That's awful. Yeah, I mean it's $100, $100 you get a, a bunch game of stuff. That's filled to the brim with microtransactions and should be free to play. I don't know about that. They make that. billions of dollars on those microtransactions. They do, and that's why they continue to do them. And people like that. People will pay that. I have several friends who pay for those microtransactions that love the NBA 2K experience. This so, like the FIFA the Ultimate thing Team is, nonsense. People love the FIFA there. Ultimate Team. People love the, the, the mutt. You can't tell them to get that out of there when there's people who actually enjoy those modes. Do people really like that? If people didn't like it and didn't pay for it, it wouldn't be there. It'd be gone. But the fact that they make the amount of money that they do and people continue to play pay for it, you can't be mad at that. Contr- That's not your place. It's it not your game. To the problem. You you don't play you don't play that game. You don't play those games, so it doesn't affect you. It does affect me because it, it people look at FIFA, see what the microtransactions make there, and that's how they get added to games like Shadow of War. That's and they the took problem. that right out. And again, you don't need any of those microtransactions to play that game. You can completely ignore it. The microtransactions are there for the people who want them. And you Shadow cannot War, do you that. You not ignore them before they got removed. You had to pay. What I mean by ignore them is you don't have to buy them. But they were like, they, they slowed game progression down to the point that you needed to buy them. No, they did not. Yes, they Doesn't, did. Um, what is called do that? Did something like that? Um, what are the Assassin's Creed games? Uh, Odyssey did that, yes. Were you it's literally... not slow... It is slowing down, though. because you're. It's buying... really not. It is, it's though. It's really not. It's really it literally I, is. There's actual documented proof. All microtransactions, even like in Destiny, like they have that stuff. You don't need any of that to actually play and progress in the game. Sure, that's that's a good point. Sure, except for the fact that when they slow your level up to the point that like, hey, there's this little booster you can buy, and you'll you'll level up faster. Okay, ignore it. I, don't buy it. I will say this. What's your wallet? I don't mind it in Destiny. Because Destiny kind of tells you out the gate, this is what we're about. Like, not really. It kind of no, feels it's, like it's, that. it's it a does. new thing for Destiny, and it's not that's not really part of the Destiny experience at all. To be perfectly honest, it feels like it, because it's a online playing game, it kind of fits more there. Feels like to me, maybe it doesn't. I don't know. I mean, but then you think about it, isn't Two K online? Is it Madden online? Like those are games that are highly played online with the ultimate teams and the virtual currency and the virtual players. Like those are online games. Well, I I don't have a problem with the virtual teams and buying like points and stuff like that. My problem, more or less, is the quality of the game itself. Yeah, like, don't, that I like, totally don't, understand. Like, don't charge me seventy dollars and your game still has bugs and stuff like that, and then you're like, hey, to fix these certain things in the game, you have to pay more money for it. No, no, that's not. They have questionable tactics. In terms of, like, if you want to, like, buy V-points to build up your character, I don't have a problem with that at all. My problem is strictly the point that you are giving us a subpar quality game and charging us a premium price for it. 
So then here's the question. Should sports games really be annualized or should they have more time to bake and get better? I think they should be. I think they should be more like a destiny model. Like you buy the base game and you can kind of like buy roster updates and stuff every year. Enhancements. That's how I, I would think, like it to be. I think sports games should be games as a service. It should be a subscription. You pay for the game. It is constantly updated over the year. Once the new season starts, the new roster is implemented in there, and it's just a game as a service, a live game. I think that's what sports games ultimately should be. I would be happy with that. If, if that's what it was. I don't play sports games, so I'm not going to chime in here, but, you know. I mean, that's a lie. I play NHL every once in a while, but then I find out I'm terrible at the game still and just stop playing. Well, NHL is a real sport. Wow. Wow. All right. I'm you, joking. You, you've made several people in the comments immediately angry. Direct all honest. your comments at Delvin underscore Cox on Twitter, please. Don't direct them at us. Um, NHL 94, greatest sports game ever. I mean, you're wrong. Jordan versus, Jordan versus NBA Bird. NBA Street. NHL 94 is amazing. Jordan it's versus amazing Bird. Game. Keep it simple. White guy who See, can shoot threes, black guy who can dunk. It's all you need. Hey, you know what? Where's my, where's my bowling game? Give me my bowling game. You and Seth both. You and Seth both can play your bowling game. I mean, to be fair, my average in bowling is like 166, so. I don't even know what that means. That's that's better than average. That's not a bad. Per- that's pretty good. A, per- a perfect score is 300, just so you're aware. Got nothing. Okay. <laughs> sure. All right. Time to get into some Last of Us 2 spoilers. So um, you've made it this far. If you haven't played the game and you don't want to see the spoilers from this, uh, just bow out now and we'll, we'll we'll see you next week. Or we'll probably have a part three of this. Yeah. So uh, calling now. Spoilers. Spoiler warning. Last of Us 2. Spoiler warning. It's happening. Go away if you don't want to hear it. Three, two, one. Joel dies. There you go. Well, we we got past that. Oh, I know, six. but that's just a warning. If they continued to listen and didn't actually want to listen, so. So I believe we left off where uh, you got to play as that. Is that yeah, where we stopped? That's yeah, pretty much so. where we stopped. Yeah. Yeah. So. She followed him. Apparently, she followed. Apparently, I I don't know yet because I haven't gotten there because I'm on Seattle day three with Abby. But I'm assuming that she eventually gets back to the aquarium and sees the map, goes to get Ellie. So we leave off. Boom. She bops. She pumps in, shoots Jesse in the head, and you have this transition to where now you're playing as Abby. Four years ago. Four years ago, you get to watch the the aftermath of. Actually, did it start off where you're with her and her dad and saving, like, the zebra or whatever? Yeah, oh, saving, my gosh. You're saving the zebra. By the way, that was gruesome as hell. Like, why was that? That wasn't necessary. Why did they feel like they had to give us the whole life story of Abby? <laughs> in this I mean, game? Abby sucks anyways, so I don't <sighs> care. But also, like, why am I saving the zebra? This is the middle of an apocalypse. Oh, no, the zebra they're, got stuck. They're showing you the doctor. They're, they're trying the, to explain to you the doctor and how he feels about life. They're, they're showing, showing you that the doctor, doctor is, is a better person than his daughter. Nonsense. The doctor is actually, absolutely a better person than his daughter. One hundred percent. That's what they're trying to show you. They're trying to convey what his what the doctor and what he was trying to do. Sure. That's sure. We'll, basically we'll what that. that was. You see that okay. he wants to preserve life. 
in any way, shape, or form that he can. So yes, he's been tracking the zebra who was giving birth or whatnot, and then he finds it. He's like, we gotta save it. So they're trying to save life. What a waste of resources. Wow. I enjoyed it very much. I enjoyed I getting see. both sides of the story. So I liked that section. I like getting backstory on characters. It was very interesting to find out, like, oh, so this is her dad. Had no idea going into the game. No clue. That's Just cool. By know. the way, by the way, I like how we devolved into like a twenty-minute se- demagogue about Last of Us One last week. Uh, j- j- just, just when we get back to the hospital here, it's clearly pointed out. The question is asked: What would you do if it's Abby? And you see his hesitation. Boom. My point is made. He wouldn't do it with Abby. You never got that answer, and she told him, "I'd want you to." Sure. And there's the difference. Ellie never got the option. I, I I honestly believe that Ellie would have said, yeah, sacrifice I, me to see if you can find see, this cure because this, I don't want that to happen to anybody else. I don't want, if you think about like the, the DLC, her losing a best friend and a girlfriend and the fact that she might be a cure to stop this, to stop the loss, to stop it happening to anybody else. I imagine that Ellie would definitely be like, yeah, I'm willing to sacrifice myself to possibly save others. I don't want to say too much because Dev's not finished with the game. But they kind of answer that question. I believe they will, but it's also a totally different Ellie at this point. No, they kind of answered it with Ellie who's around that age. I'll just... No, I'll he's already de- past that. He's already way past that. He's playing as Abby now. He knows that, like... Ellie, Did Ellie found out? Yeah, I know. I found no, out. Not, no, not that part. There's another conversation that's had in the game. And she tells Joe how she feels about it. Like 100%. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. You haven't had that conversation. That's yet. what I'm I trying to exactly say. I don't want to get into that. Okay. Either way, you guys can think Abby sucks, and that's fine. Abby's awful. Terrible person. Her friends are terrible, and I'm glad well, they all... Let me, let me get you to live in I a think. terrible world. I mean... Let me get to what I Go think. ahead, Dylan. I think this is a fascinating game because the further you get in the game, the more I felt like I realized that this is a world where there's no heroes, there are no villains, and the people who are just there surviving, everybody's just pretty much awful people. It's just like more or less like who's the least awfulest. Like there are elements in this game that I found absolutely fascinating. That's why I can't wait to talk about the ending of this game because the ending of this game deals with a lot of issues that I think are very powerful. This game has a powerful ending. Yeah, well, of, we, we can't talk about my issues with the game because Dev's not there yet. So yeah, but um, the, this game deals with a lot of powerful issues, and I think Abby's story overall. I like it. I no. wish it was a lot shorter. I, a lot shorter. I think the way they try to make you play and serve for all these hours to get make you garner emotion towards her didn't work for me, but I think there are elements towards the end that made me say, okay, I get why people like her. I get why what's going on. I, I understand certain elements because the character... She has an interesting character arc in terms of like how her whole thing is she wants to be part of a group. And mm-hmm. the game kind of tells you she doesn't care what mm-hmm. what group it is. 
long as she's part of some type of group. She wants that sense of belonging, which yes. I think is is natural for humans in general. Like we <laughs> look at us, we're part of PSVG because we want to belong to a group of gamers that podcast and do stuff like this. So she definitely has that sense of wanting to belong. And for me, it's not even so much like that you have to play as her for hours. I just like the fact that I get to see both sides of the story. I love the fact that you get like each one of them's days leading up to like when they actually meet up. Like, I love the fact that it's it's intersecting like that type of storytelling for me is something that I really, really enjoy being able to see the same story being told from multiple points of views, different people in different areas. Like, I just really enjoy that overarching story. Characters aside, I just like being able to see all the different points. Like, I would love to be able to play the game also from Tommy's point of view. Like, that would have also been cool. That would have been a cool DLC, but they're not doing DLC, so that's fine. Um... You know, I would have preferred if you played the game all the way through is Ellie and just saw Ellie's point of view. Then after you finish, you got to play the game and see Abby's point of view. You're not the only I think one if that they, said that. Literally everybody I think else if they, said that. I think if they did that, most people wouldn't wouldn't even do that. They wouldn't play as Abby. Well, make it so you play as Abby first. I, that that also would have worked. I think I think the way they did it is the way they had to do it. Because I think if you would have played through the whole game as Ellie, people would have stopped right there like, Abby, I don't want to play as her. But by them separating it up and forcing you to see that other side, it just brings more to the story. It I just guess. gives it more nuance. It gives it more depth. Abby's friends are terrible. She's terrible. I get it. Ellie's done terrible things. Joel's done terrible things. Tommy's done terrible things. I get it. And I knew that going in. This world is not... It's not a world full of heroes. That's fine. I, I, Abby just sucks. She does, She's not good. I don't like her. Laura Bailey does a fantastic job playing her. She can't stand her or her arc. Uh, the only character I even remotely cared about on Abby's side of the story is Lev. And I was not a fan of the rampant dead naming that you hear from Lev. Like, t- directed towards Lev. Which just... No. No, uh, I'm gonna say this right now. Can uh, can can people who aren't LGBT stop using pain directed at the LGBT community, please? Just stop. It's not directed at you. It's showing exactly what happens in their society. Like it's showing you what happens. Like their whole society is built on that type of belief. So when when she when she cuts her hair and becomes long, um, nope, bad, stop, stop. stop. I'm trying to tell, show you from the I, point I, of the game. No, no, no. I, I get from that, their from their standpoint. Nope, not at all. Does is that not what happens? That is in the game. Not what happens. Lev is always Lev. Does not matter. Okay, Lev is always Lev. But from the societal standpoint, from the societal standpoint, they were going to marry him off. To one of the elders, correct? Yes. And that's when he said, no, this is who I am inside. This is who I am. So, no, I'm not going to do that. But from their society, from their beliefs, it's not okay for them. So, that's what happens. And again, it's not trying to inflict pain or trying to, to, to drum up anything. It's just showing you that society and how they work. Can I just and it's showing my, you my a pushback with, from less. 
my issue here was the way the statement was phrased. Dev, that was that was my issue. Not the way you were phrasing the statement was. Well, I apologize. No, that's why I was trying to like stop us from going too far. Uh, I get it. It just comes across as not done well. Just it's not. Done I mean, well. it's like me going in the mafia and being upset about all of that. Like it's just where we are in the world because this type of stuff still happens and it's just to me it's a play on what's happening in real life a lot of it like it's just another powerful statement they're trying to show you like let people be who they are i i wonder does naughty dog have any transgender workers in their company yes or they did don't know if they're still working there after the rampant crunch but you know because I wonder how did they feel about it if they were the ones who wanted this in the story. Because that makes a that makes a very different difference, a very big sure. difference. If they push towards and they say, "Hey, we want to show these people this this cult," because that's what it is. It's a it it's is. a it's religious a cult. cult exactly. Mm-hmm. Are horrible people, and we should not want to identify with them. Like, I think that's why you don't get to play as any member of this cult because. Mm-hmm. You have Abby's group, who they kind of portray as horrible people. They are, horrible but they also people. try to, but they also try to portray them as good people in certain senses, like caring people in certain senses and things like that. They give them certain identities, and we're like, okay, this person is not. They could try you, to at least. Can we just remember that they let they they approve a what looks to be eight month pregnant woman to go to the front line of battle? Oh, this that I'm not. This woman slams her baby against a wall while trying to climb something. Could we just? They're not good she, people. She didn't ask to stay. She wanted to go. My which is, is another this. part of it. You're not gonna hold her against her will when she's like, "I'm good and I need to get out of here." My my whole point is this: that they're with Abby's group. They try to show you like, "Hey, this side of the group is trying to fight and survive," just like this side of the group is trying to fight and survive. Yeah. With this cult, they don't give you that. They what they give you is these are two characters out of this cult who've been almost brainwashed to believe everything that this cult says, mm-hmm. and it's Abby's duty to protect them and kind of help them not only see the light but survive in this awful situation that they're dealing with. And she kind of owes a debt of gratitude to them because they saved her life. Mm-hmm. She think, shows her humanity. Yeah, and I think. That point in the game is the turning point for me with Abby. Not necessarily I like the character, but it showed her more human side because they showed her like, okay, throughout this game, throughout this journey when you're with Abby, she's this quote-unquote badass who doesn't care about anybody, who doesn't fear anybody, who does what she wants to do, doesn't care the consequences for it. They asked her multiple times if she have any regrets about what she did to Joel. And, no, I don't care. And if you don't like it, screw you. That was her whole kind of outlook on things. Till you got to this one moment where death was imminent for her. And when you look, and this scene was done very well because you can see the fear in her eyes. Mm-hmm. And that she was like, I'm finna die. And that tough exterior that she's been holding for so long in this game completely disappeared. And she became, felt helpless and horrified. And these kids saved her life. And she felt yep. an order. Uh, and it, uh, this one moment 
changed the whole trajectory for the game that has a resounding effect from that moment to the end of the game to everything that happened to that point. Like, yep. Abby, like, how far are you, Dev? Because I don't want to go too far. I'm to the point where they're at the island, where she just gets to the island. Lev just took off, and her and, God, I forgot the other one's name. Yara. Yara. Her and Yara have just gotten to the island, and I stopped right there. Okay. So, old Abby would never do that. Nope. She would not be thinking about Lev at all. She would not care. She probably wouldn't even call Lev what Lev is. She probably be one of those people saying, "No, you're this." She, I and she's always she's okay. always called Lev Lev. But I will yes. I will concede. Right after the first time that Lev is dead named by the cult, uh, there's a there's an optional conversation you can have with Lev where Lev goes, "Do you want to ask me about it?" And Abby goes, "Do you no. want me to ask you about it?" Yeah, and, and he says no. No, and so she, Abby doesn't. That's the only thing that's done well there. And I need to point out, the conversation Abby and Yara have about Lev at mm-hmm. the start of day three, no bueno, not done well. Uh, you do not out a, a trans person like that. That is literally no bueno. That's my biggest take. I don't necessarily... I'm not trans, so I can't say anything about that all i can say is that to me it seemed like it made sense because she was trying to understand what was going on because even he he she in the beginning conversation when he at when she asked lev it was about the apostate comment and that uh, an apostate is just somebody who renounces their religion and goes against it they i don't i never even noticed that they that they dead named him at all until that conversation with yara I had never heard that. All I ever heard was it's the apostate. And that could be just because I was running around trying to kill things or trying to survive, but I had never heard that. Yeah, you, I you, didn't even know that that, uh, that Lev was trans until that conversation. Had no idea. Well, well, then, I have to say then, if you didn't notice, that's a fault on Naughty Dog's behalf. And that's probably yeah. kind of leads towards what Haley was saying, like, like, if you're gonna have a moment like if that, you're gonna you have, have to, a moment. You have to have it from the character themselves, because you let me tell matter. you right now. Let me tell you right now. If we had just met for the first time and you didn't know that I was trans, unless it comes from me, nobody should be telling you that I'm trans. It should only come from me. I would normally agree with that if it wasn't a life and death situation, and I'm trying to save you. But it's not. A and life she's and like, "Hey, I heard them." I heard them dead naming him. What is going on? I'm trying to save this person. I don't think it was so much of an outing as more of a, I'm trying to figure out what's going on and what I'm walking into. It's as a trans person, it's not done well, and uh, they definitely should have not done that. And it's even it's even weirder that that scene was done that way, considering the actor that played Lev is also trans. So. So do you not think that 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 he had some input on that scene? Probably not, mm-hmm. because he's not in that scene at all. Mm. Makes me wonder. Either way, I mean, I'm enjoying this arc. I'm enjoying like the fact that Abby and there's several times when when Lev's like, "You don't owe me anything. You don't owe us anything. What are you doing back here?" But the fact that she felt 
almost a kinship to be like, look, I need to come back and help these help them get out of here and make sure she's okay. Like I, I appreciate that. Like I appreciate seeing it from from this standpoint and seeing all the different moments leading up to the eventual, you know, Abby and Ellie coming back together at that moment. You know, I just I'm enjoying just a further telling about learning more about the Seraphites and their order and who they are and what they believe in. Like Lev talking about how they've completely twisted, you know, their their prophet's words. Like there was never mention of violence. It was never supposed to be like this. And that now that she's passed away, they're twisting everything. Like I'm just enjoying all of this from a storytelling standpoint. Sure. Uh, your thoughts on the Rat King? The what now? The the giant infected. That's what it's called. <laughs> it's, called it's called the Rat King. When you look at the mo- when you uh, some of the bonuses in the main menu, when you look at the model for that infected, it's called the Rat King. Uh did not know that. I haven't looked at the models. Um, that thing was gross. I threw explosives at it and then shot it with the uh, um, the hunting rifle several times and. It took me a second because every time he would even get remotely close, if I didn't dodge fast enough, he just, you know, crack her neck. But other than that, it was cool. Once I was able to just keep running around the map and just throw things and use the flamethrower, so it was a cool fight. Cool, I didn't cool like desi- it. Cool design, but uh, like Delvin, I didn't like it. Uh, you tease a new infected and then just throw a reskinned bloater at us. I cool. I thought it was too video gamey. It was I felt like that a felt reskinned like... bloater and a stalker combined. Okay. I felt like that was too video game. Like, hey, here's the boss. You got to fight now. Like, ah, come on. Also, I mean, it's a video game. The environment to fight it in was way too small. Like, way he bo- too small. He, he breaks open rooms so you can run around. Like, that was the whole thing. Like, I was watching him bust holes in the stuff to make the actual, like, area larger. So uh, I had plenty of room to run he, around. He, he was never breaking rooms for me. I was stuck in the Uh-oh. same L-shaped corridor. <laughs> oh, I had a whole lot of space. Oh, but I, watched I had a whole lot of space. Yeah, I, I mean, I was fine with it. I, I enjoy a good boss fight every now and again. It makes me. Think, I mean, it's so. not the boss fight that bothers me. It's just the fact that it was a reskinned bloater. Like, I mean, I I don't care. <laughs> I, I, like, they could have done I, so much more. They said the hospital was ground zero for the infection in Seattle, mm-hmm. and all we get is one of these things. My thing is, if it's ground zero, how are all these things still alive? They should all be dead. What are they feeding on? How are they living? That's my whole thing with zombies in general. I think the whole idea of zombies makes no sense because if there's nothing but zombies around, how are they still alive? Well, The Walking Dead touches on that. They they don't like. There's some areas where the zombies are just straight up dying off. So and, I would imagine if this is Ground Zero, that everything in there should have been dead by now because there's nothing for the to feed on or sustain the human. Well, Body My assumption for this was, I think that creature was the Rat King was eating the other zombies. I mean, if you look That's at its body it model, form. it was definitely doing that. It's made up of like a bunch of infected, but like it's just a reskinned bloater when you look at it because it acts in the same way. But it was stuck behind a locked door, right? So it wasn't stuck also behind weird. a locked door. It was in the parking garage. No, no, it, it was busted out. It was behind the locked door because it's a door that you that you go to and you hit and it's like, God oh, needs power. And then after you, you turn back on the power, that door opened up a little bit and you see that it busted the door open and went yes. walking down to the parking lot. But it wasn't originally in the parking lot. It was behind the door where if you went up to the door, you heard it. 
You can hear it, yeah. But you... And when she turns on the power, that that door comes to life, and then it busts through the door. I'm but assuming it, the door opened up a little bit. It doesn't bust through the door until after you've got the med kit from the ambulance. That's the first time you see it. Yeah. Right. After you turn the power back on to all the stuff. You go in the room. That door can't open without the power, so I'm assuming... That once the power came on, that door opened up enough and caused whatever commotion for it to be like, oh, I'm getting out of here. And it busted the door, then goes down to the parking lot. Like, it has a blood trail and everything of where it goes to the parking lot. I thought you were saying it busts through to the recovery area. Yeah. And I'm like, no, because you don't oh, no. see it until after you're in the ambulance. Yeah, no. Yeah. So, I mean, that was a cool thing. It was interesting to hear the dialogue between her and um, Nora and the fact that Nora, like, let her out and everything, like, you're you're hot right now. I don't know what's going on, but I have a loyalty to you and the Fireflies and what we used to be before this. And that's know. what I was saying. This game does a good job of showing you, hey, there are people in this game who actually care about each other, who actually mm-hmm. maybe terrible people on the outside looking in, but they have relationships. They care about each other. They want to see each other survive. They don't want to see each other get killed or murdered or hurt. They, they trust each other. Yeah. It's not... The whole silly thing where they're like, hey, you just killed Bill. It's not none of yeah. that. It's more right. of a personal type of relationship. And I think that the, the dichotomy in this game is very interesting because yeah. when you start off the game, it's, it starts off where it's a story about revenge. Mm-hmm. And the story about revenge is not Ellie, it's Abby. Yeah. And then the revenge goes from Abby to Ellie. Mm-hmm. So you have Ellie's story about revenge and Abby's story kind of turns from revenge to almost like redemption? No. Yeah. For it's her, like- I, it's like I've done what I've been trying to do for so long. Like, you even see it like when she has that conversation with Owen when she's like, he's still out there. Like, I need to see this through. And Owen has another point where he's like, well, the fireflies are still out there. I have to see this through. It's more about tying up loose ends. So now she's that. tied up that loose end, and now it's like, okay, what do I do with myself? Well, that, I'm part of this group, so scene, I'll be way. part of this group. Terrible. That sex scene was awful. <laughs> was out Terrible. of place. You both were trying to choke each other to death just seconds ago. Like, I will say, I this. mean, that's happened in so many movies that that video is, games, that, that exact same scene. Video don't games stop doing sex scenes. Yeah, they there's are, no need. There's no terrible. need for it. Also, but uh, shout they out didn't to all the to... Go ahead. Shout out to all the people on the internet mad that they showed only Abby's boobs and not Ellie. Which, alright, that's a weird thing to be upset about, but alright. I didn't want to see neither. Right. I don't think they needed to actually, you know, show the sex at all. Like, I, in most sure. sex scenes, you don't they need to see it. Need, they also didn't need to show the face that she makes after being thrust into, but sure. You know. Again, like they didn't need to show any of that. They just need to have the innuendo of it because it also sets up that tension between her and Mel and the relationship that her and Owen have. So it was a vessel, but again, we didn't need to see the sex scene. It could have just been the innuendo and us knowing that it happened the same way we knew that it happened with Ellie, with and, Ellie um, and, Dina. and Dina. Like you don't see the act, but you know that that's where it's going. It could have been the same thing. They didn't need to actually have the act of sex in the game. Like, there was no need for that. But the innuendo of it sets up just further tension between her and Mel and also the relationship between her and Owen. Like, Owen really, truly cares about Abby. 
I just, I also need to point out, by the way, the conspiracy theory that Abby is trans because of the fact that, like, they showed her boobs after Sony's had controversy for censoring stuff is wild and ridiculously out there and also not a thing. Like, Druckmann came out and was like, Abby's not trans. Like, no. Like, also, Sony doesn't have a problem with showing nudity in games. Case in point, Grand Theft Auto 4 shows full-on, full-frontal nudity. Like, you straight up So see does Grand Pete. Theft Auto 5. I know, but you straight up... I, I'm using Grand Theft Auto 4 because it's the furthest back that I can think of of that example. You straight up see Dong in Grand Theft Auto 4. Like, full-on Dong. And then, again, in Grand Theft Auto 5. The problem being is Sony censors stuff that shouldn't be shown like characters that look vaguely underage Mm -hmm. that's what's getting censored not boobs yeah the tastelessness is what is censored this depending on how you look at it this was tasteless but uh, i mean it's not a conspiracy theory that sony only uh, uncensors their own games like that's not how that works yeah yeah so yeah so you got abby She's gone to the hospital. She's got the supplies. She goes back to the aquarium. They save Yara. Um, and uh, then that Lev... scene with the hammer, by the way, yikes. Yeah, I mean, groove the deaths in this game. They're oof, God, they're gruesome. They definitely make me wince. Like oof. I uh, I liked I liked your comment that you sent. Uh, what was it, Sunny Legend? Uh, is this John Wick? From the gif of like Ellie, like just jumping around. <laughs> yeah, that was wild. I didn't even know you could slide backwards. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I didn't know that either. If you hold yeah. L one in reverse and then hit circle, you like slide across the ground backwards. That's dope. I would say try this. that. There are some really cool action scenes in this game in terms of like right after that scene with the hammer and stuff where you're fighting in the forest. Mm-hmm. And the effect of the, that is so cool. Yeah. That scene, scene, the scene in the car, the scene in the boat. There are so many cool, uncharted type action moments in this game yep. that are the, just. Uh, the amazing. warehouse right after you're playing is Abby, and like you jump from one thing to the other and you fall over, and the thing's crushed on top of you, and Alice mm-hmm. jumps in and eats the infected's face. That was awesome. Yeah, it's so many cool moments. I like uh, that I still yeah. don't know how the infection's not transmittable to dogs. By the way, that doesn't like the coronavirus. Tra- I mean, yeah. it's transmittable to monkeys, though. Dogs got special. I mean, monkeys are more like us, so I guess that's why. I don't know, because the boar didn't have it, the zebra didn't have it. That board, by the way, in the museum, fuck that thing. Scared the shit out of me. Also <laughs> scared me. They do a really good job of creating tension. It's really good the way they do that. But I love the fact, like you said, the action scenes. I love the fact that the AI characters also kill things. Like, they're not just there they're, and you yeah, have to kill useful. everything. They yeah. actually kill things and come to your rescue the same way you can come to theirs. So I, I appreciate that very much. Um this- this afternoon, while I was doing my collectible hunting, I sat there and watched Jesse just murder everything in sight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's dope. Oh, poor Jesse. He hardly knew you. Oh, dude, like, his face is gruesome. Like, oh. This game likes shooting your AI teammates in the face. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cause also, I, also uh, uh, apologies for the profanity, but can I just say that I love the same energy of Ellie 
telling David that she's the little girl who broke his finger, and then uh, asking when she gets caught. I know that we're talking about Abby here, but like when they get caught, like on day one, and they're taken to the school, and Jason, I think his name is, goes, "How did you find us?" And Ellie goes, "I asked about the dude with the bitch scar across his face." <laughs> same energy, like just same energy. Yeah. yeah. So. We're back at the aquarium. You save Yara. Lev runs off. And uh, now you're off to find Lev. That's where I'm at. Um, but everything that's led up to this, like, I've just, I've thoroughly enjoyed. Just going through, seeing everything from her point of view. Like, I remember the first time I went to the aquarium to to, to, to see Owen. I'm thinking, oh, crap, I'm going to, this is already ending. Didn't even think about the fact that it was only day, I think, day one. When you first get to the aquarium after you're going after Owen. So that's when it like really occurred to me that, oh, I'm going to play all of her days leading up to when they meet. And again, I just think it's a really, really cool storytelling vessel to see all of these characters that, you know, the two of them are murdering and how they come across each other. So, um, so I have a question for you, Dev. Before mm-hmm. the sky bridge, did you look down at when you were up high? I have looked down with her and see that it like shakes and everything. I was like, oh, it, God, I can't The screen goes that. blurry, and I'm like, yeah. what is happening? It's, it's like, I can't do that. <laughs> like, because like, uh, obviously you mentioned that I'm like pretty close to platinum in the game, right? So like, I'm j- I only have upgrades left as Abby. No collectibles, no mm-hmm. nothing. So like, I'm... I, I want to point out that first area where, like, you're like, hey, this is upgrading your weapons as Abby, just gives you weapon upgrade points, like, to no regard. I had, like, 40 when I started replaying as Abby. By the mm-hmm. time I'd finished and gotten to the first workbench, I had 250 upgrade points for weapons. So it just gives you, up like, weapon points in that first area. I literally have two hmm. weapon upgrades left. That's it. Um, wow. But when you're up on the top of that warehouse before you, like, re- like rappel down or whatnot mm-hmm. to, like, the train yard, if you look down be- while Mel is climbing the ladder, you look like you're about to, like, Abby starts shaking and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's weird. I'm, I'm glad that they included that because they told you about that she was scared of heights from the beginning of the game and the fact that it manifests itself over and over again with her having to face that fear. And yeah, if you look down, the fact that it shakes and then it gets blurry, I think that's just a really another cool storytelling vehicle. That also adds what I was saying about this character, the character developed with this, with this character mm-hmm. in terms of how you start to see her fears. You start to see things she likes, she doesn't like. And I get that Abby is... Doesn't hit what you wanted to hit at in terms of in certain people in terms of how you feel about the character because I think a part of it is the way she was introduced, mm-hmm. but the character is something there with that character that I think when I got to the end of the game, which I'm not going to just talk about this week, I felt like okay, I get it now. Mm-hmm. It meant more to me when I got to the end of the game and seen what happened at the end of the game with this character. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I've 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 liked her all along. I like the the progression of her. I'm excited to see where everything goes and how the end of the game, how they intersect and how that how that plays out. I'm just I'm again, I'm just digging the story and I'm loving every minute of it. I, I'm really still enjoying the combat. I enjoy the upgrades. I love the flamethrower. Um it's uh. just it's yeah, fun. I, I can't it. even talk about my favorite weapon yet because you don't have it. So yeah. 
oh my god, the, the crossbow. The fact that I can shoot you in the head and then go reclaim that that arrow. Magnifique. The, the crossbow's good. The exploding arrows from the bow you get as Ellie are good. Uh, oh, yeah. Can't talk, can't talk about my favorite weapon yet. Um, Flamethrower's good. Uh, sad that only Abby gets it, though. But it makes sense. Um, yeah. She's the tank character. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'd call Ellie a tank more based on the skill that Ellie gets in her first skill tree at the end. Uh, if you're looking from like an RPG standpoint, she's uh, more sure. like she's like sure. the hunter sure. DPS uh, okay. class, and Ellie's All the right. tank. But, or Abby's the tank. <laughs> she's sure, sucking up damage. Ellie's first skill tree literally has a perk in it that lets you survive lethal damage like four yeah. times before death. That's like well, the Ellie's faint ability. Yeah, huh? that's like the faint ability of the hunter or or a rogue. Like you're able to like ward off death. That's actually a skill tree in World of Warcraft for the rogue characters, like the main. Okay, but like, I don't play damage. that nerd. I don't play that nerd crap. I, I I totally understand, and that's why I'm trying to tell you that Ellie ain't the tank. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I do like the flat. Uh, I know that again. We're talking about Abby here, but like the flashbacks is Ellie. I like that you see the progress on her tattoo. Yeah, that's also cool. Yeah. Um her journal entries are just adorable because like in the first game she's like is this all they had to worry about and then she's doing the same thing in this game going like oh cat touched my arm and it's like all right you baby gay (laughs) i I will say this it happens more towards the end of the game but those journal entries get heartbreaking oh yeah and depressing and it touches on something that I really like that this game did. Because the story becomes the further you get into this game about mental health. Mm. And it's really deep. Okay, you need to stop because you're heading into spoiler territory. Man, I'm not going to get to that part. Man, I don't talk about that part. I really, But it's I really mean, good. I imagine like they have both have suffered so much trauma. That's why I said like for me a lot of it is that they're kind of almost the same. They're just two sides of a coin in a, in a way. Because they both, it's, it's a revenge story for both of them that crosses up. And just the amount of psychological trauma that they have both endured, I can only imagine how difficult it has to be to just continue on each day in this apocalyptic world. You know, it's a terrible, terrible place with people doing terrible things to survive. It's humanity pushed to the brink. Yeah, yeah so I I'm, I'm very excited to see it through. Um Depending on how many of the collectibles and things I have left by the end of it, we'll see if I go for the platinum. Um, I mean, it's not hard. Uh, yeah. I, I search every nook and cranny for everything. So, mm-hmm. um, if you do decide to go through a second run through Delvin, I didn't, I didn't know about this until I started doing my collectible run. Uh, I wouldn't recommend turning it on on your first playthrough because it wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't help you anyways. There's an option in the UI to tell you if you picked up a collectible in a previous playthrough. Um, there's also, you can turn on enhanced listening mode where while you're in listening mode, you can ping for items and it, it, uh, returns pings for collectibles as well. That's cool. Yeah. So, so you can't just go back and play chapters. You got to go through a whole playthrough. No, oh, no, no, you can, but you'll need the whole second playthrough for upgrades anyways, because there's not enough upgrade materials in one playthrough for both characters uh like they they said that right from the game 
Uh, there's about four upgrades for each character that you wouldn't be able to get um, in mm. in the first playthrough. It's not hard. Like once, like once you have all those collectibles, like because the game tracks collectibles in a different way. If you start playing through the chapters to grab what you need, because the chapters tell you by chapter, like, hey, this is how many safes you're missing. This is how many workbenches you're missing. This is how many trading cards. Or uh, for those who aren't aware, Abby doesn't collect trading cards. She collects coins. Like, it mm. tells you per chapter what you're missing. You can mm. go back, play through all those chapters, collect them, and you're good. Um, and then just worry about, like, upgrades on your new game plus. Like, if you're only worrying about upgrades, you can probably blow through this game in about 10 hours. Oh, uh, so you, you have to go back through and play new game plus for the upgrades. I can just yes. get a new chapter. So. No, because there's not enough upgrades. There's not enough, like, pills or weapon parts in, in one playthrough for upgrades it's the the but again you could just turn the 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 difficulty down to like super light and just breeze through it because it's what i did i turned the game down to light and i'm just breezing through it trying to get the upgrade points what and i'm and like i said to put it in perspective i started my new game plus on sunday it is now tuesday and i'm already on day one as abby so Nice. Well, once I finish it, we'll see if I have the uh, ability to go back through and try to get this platinum. But depending on how close I am, we'll see. The uh, the the cool thing too is, by the way, when you save, it tells you how many collectibles you've already collected. And for reference, for those who aren't aware, there are two hundred and sixty six collectibles in the game. So okay. Alright, so that'll wrap up our spoiler talk and conversation of T-Loop for this week. Um, once I finish it, prayerfully by the next time we record, we'll be able to uh, have finishing thoughts and wonderfulness about and it. You, you can you can hear me get big mad. Big mad, because there's something I wanted to talk about that I thought we'd be able to talk about this week, but you're not there yet. So. Yeah. I'm sure you'll get big mad and I'll be like, <laughs> I liked it! Because <laughs> that's just how this is going. Mm-hmm. Alright, so... um. This week on the PlayStation Store, <laughs> I have no idea what's coming. All I know is that, you know, we got NBA 2K20, which we alluded to, free with Plus. We uh, also Erica. got Rise of the Tomb Raider. And then the bonus game, Erica. it's the, what, 20th anniversary or 10th anniversary of PS Plus. So yeah, we got that bonus that, game and also a that, theme. The theme that has no sound at all. It's just a, a static image. Yeah. I have played and beat Erica, by the way. What'd you think? There's a platinum for it too, right? Isn't it like easily obtainable? I'm not going for that platinum. <laughs> that right I didn't now. expect to go for the platinum. Can I just wanted to know if it was easily obtainable. You have to play it multiple times to get it. I and it's mean, like a two-hour, three-hour experience. It's so. an FMV game. Of course you have to play through it multiple times to get the platinum. So I don't know how easy that is if you want to, unless you want to play the same story four or five times. I mean, there you yeah. go. See, for me, like, one of those games is, like, your first playthrough is the only playthrough. Like, that's the ending you got. That's the story. It's like, you know, The Walking Dead. I'm not going to go and replay that again because that the first playthrough, that was my story, you know? Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. It's a fun FMV game if you like those type of games. I enjoyed my time with it. It's an interesting story about cults and stuff like that. It's, it's really cool. I liked it. Speaking of cults, Jared Leto's in one. <laughs> Well, after that 
Suicide Squad movie. I would join a court. Did you not see that? Like, I posted an article about it because you were like in the Discord today. You were like, why does everyone hate Jared Leto? And I was like, well, he did this to his coworkers on Suicide Squad. Oh, and also he's a cult leader. So I did not go back to that channel to see that. Oh, I, I thought they hated him because of Suicide Squad. No, no, no. A, terrib- he, a terrible he's, Joker. He's straight up. I a like leader. that Joker. You would like I, that Joker. That Joker. I is trash. hated that Joker. That Joker it's Jason was Todd. awful. It's Jason Todd. It is not Jason Todd. How dare it you is. disrespect Jason okay. Todd like that? Even Delvin just said it is. I mean, come on, it's, it is. Basehead Joker. Jason Todd. Full base and Joker. It's great. And there goes our Batman cast as somehow we always devolve into DC. What is it with you two? We always gotta talk about DC something. I, I mean, have you seen my wall? Well, I don't you know, it's, it's my whatever. Marvel. <laughs> I'll tell you. Have I you, actually have, have you seen DC my arm? Unlimited or whatnot. One of my, my arm my, is black. My brother-in-law gave me his login for DC Universe, so I think I'm going to start watching hey. some of those animated films, because they're the only ones worth watching. Hey, uh, um, Harley Quinn's good. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Constantine City of Demons. That's a good one. Uh, really good. I really wish Constantine got a season two. I loved that, that show, the live action. It was so good. Hey, he's on Legends of Tomorrow. I'm not watching that. Okay. We've already <laughs> been down that road. We've already been down that road. I mean, all right, but... <laughs> I watch the animated stuff. That's about as far as it's that, going to go. That's, that's your loss, then. Same guy. Uh, same hey, guy. Yeah. Hey, go, uh, go watch, uh, go watch Doom Patrol. I thought about it. We'll see what happens. I watch something. I, I don't I, have I, a lot I, of time I, to watch TV, so I hey, got to pick no, and choose. I, I just got to say, I love that. I think it's crazy. Jane could just make off Wiederzine mother and use it to kill Nazis, which is just fantastic. Yeah. I'm gonna watch Teen Titans. That's what I'm gonna watch. What Titans the animated is, show? The animated or, Teen Titans. I'm gonna watch that. Okay. Let's, let's just be honest. You should watch the live action watch. Titans. It's it's good. I heard uh, it was pretty good and pretty dark. It's okay. Which I can. Appreciate. I say watch Swamp wow. Thing. Who? Hey, cool. Swamp Thing. Awful. Swamp Thing's awful. Swamp Thing is good. I'm not watching. It's that. a ten episode. The the only thing that's good about that show is that Crystal Reed's in it and she's hot. So. I don't even know who that is, but I can tell you now I'm not watching. She played movie. Allison Argent on Teen Wolf, and I am not surprised. You definitely know who that one. is. I am, I am no not surprised that I'm the only one on this podcast that knows who uh, mm-hmm. Alice, uh, who knows who A, Allison Argent is, and B, Crystal Reed. So. Yeah, no. Not shocking at all. Mm. Well, that's going to do it for episode, I believe this is 40, the PlayStation Experience. We hope you enjoyed yourself. Feel free to give us a holler over on the Twitters at PlayStation XP. Stop by the blog at psvg.blog or the Discord at psvg.blog slash Discord and join us in our shenanigans there. We rant and rave about all kind of stuff and um, have a good time. If you enjoy our content here at PSVG, how about you come over to our Patreon at patreon.com says PSVG because there is a ton of content to just be had for $3 a month. We just finished... Donnie's backstory and got that into the Patreon. I'm sure there's probably a uh, strong style coming up pretty soon, as well as all kind of other just wonderful goodies. So if you enjoy our content, come over there and give us a listen. Um, just want to give a special thank you to our producers, Edwin Callow, Barry Cathcart, Josh the Bonesaw Barbone, Chris McElfish, myself, Kyle Hyman, Pyle, Paul Calicote, Michael Messick, Grouchy Surgeon, Nick Fall Harbor. Thank you 
all for joining us in the journey that is PSG. And with all of the housekeeping taken care of, where can the people find you, Haley? Uh, you can find me over on Twitter at Shepard Zarell. And uh, just for clarification, it's pretty obvious I already did my second playthrough. Uh, I decided not to stream The Last of Us Part 2 because it's kind of a divisive game and I just don't want the negativity. But I'll be streaming Ghosts from the beginning when it comes out. So Nice. Uh, so next Friday, provided I'm not called into work. Uh, you can find me playing Ghosts at uh, 12.01 Eastern or 9 p.m. Pacific Time. The only good thing about the West Coast. Mm. <laughs> what about you, Delvin? Where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter getting yelled at by DC fans, which is happening <laughs> as we speak. J- j- just just want to point out, including me. Well, I'm, not used, to, I'm used to you yelling at me. That's nothing new. <laughs> Da, 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 da. It comes from a place of love. Yes. <laughs> Delvin underscore Cox at Twitter. I'm on there. I'm doing a Delvin Cox experience. And right now, as we speak, people are yelling at me because I said, and I quote, let me see if I can find this quote where people are so riled up about what I said. People need, why do people feel the need to crap on Marvel movies? I didn't say crap, by the way, to make DC movies sound better. It's so weird to me. People are mad <laughs> that I said this. I mean, DC movies generally aren't good lately. Like, I, I, I like Man of Steel. I sort of like Batman v Superman, but it's not great. I, I'm not like a Greg Miller enthusiast on that. Uh, Justice League was not good, and I don't think the Snyder Cut will be good of that either. Uh, Wonder Woman was alright. Uh, Aquaman was good. Uh, haven't seen Shazam yet. Want to, but I know that that's touted as good as well. So I mean, you're you're not wrong. Like, Suicide Squad uh, was garbage. So, and Birds of Prey is fantastic. That's about it. I so. thought that was a pretty harmless comment, but apparently other people didn't think so. <laughs> Did you expect any different? Welcome to the internet. I think people yeah. just like yelling at you, Delvin. That's basically what it I, is. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's... So uh, go on the Twitters and uh, yell at Delvin. Yeah, that's the thing. And with that, play has no limits. No! <laughs> <laughs> this has been a production of the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network.